Hello friends, welcome back to another episode of Beautifully Victorious. I'm your host Shayna and I'm so excited you have tuned in today. If you have been along on this journey so far, you know that in past episodes I like to ask a lot of questions. The big question of this episode is, is your faith in Christ driving you to action? Let's dive in and see what James tells us in the texts. But first, let's pray. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to continue to spread your word. Thank you for those who are listening. Let their ears be open to hear what you have to say through this message, Lord. And I thank you for what is to come in this ministry. And I pray that each person that hears today will take something from it. That we will be doers of your word and we will continue walking in faith. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, friends, let's open our Bibles to James chapter 2, beginning with verse 14 and reading through verse 26. And as always, here at Beautifully Victorious, we use the NIV version, the 1984 and 2011 version. Let's read. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. You foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do, and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. James starts off by asking a tough question in verse 14, saying, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? When we first become believers, a lot of our faith is based off consumption. We attend church every Sunday watch YouTube videos, start listening to podcasts, read our Bibles, and consume anything that has to do with learning about God. That's the thing, though. We are just consuming, which for a time is necessary so we can learn and grow in knowledge. Also, in that time, we begin to be equipped with the fundamentals of what a Christian life looks like. But after a while, we are called to action, which the Bible describes it as being commissioned. James himself says in verse 15 through 17, Suppose a brother or a sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, Go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, 
What good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. After we have accepted Christ and begun our walk learning all the fundamentals, what are our next steps to put our faith into action? Some might still be sitting there listening to this wondering, what are the fundamentals? For the apostles, the fundamentals were a little different, but there are some similarities. And one of those similarities was follow the golden rule. Love God above all else and love your neighbor as yourself. It also involved listening to the teachings of Jesus, consistent prayer, dedicating their lives to Jesus's ministry while leaving everything behind. For us in 2020, it still means following the golden rule of love God above all else and love your neighbor as yourself, along with consistent prayer. But for us, it also means continuously being in the word of God, listening to those that God put in leadership to teach us about his word and character, serving our church and the community around us, and being willing to give up every worldly treasure that we view as a blessing if it came down to it. Other ways are by tithing to our local church, if involved in one, or to a Christian charity if you study the Word of God at home. Just making the effort to give back to God, whether it be through finances or time, is important. If you have struggled in any of these areas, I encourage you to seek out someone willing to encourage and disciple you. This way, you can get built up and equipped to be sent out to share the Word of God to a broken and hurting world. James himself said, Faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. If we continue to simply consume from our churches and the word of God, but never hit the streets with the gospel, what type of example of Jesus are we being? Jesus himself commissioned us to so much more than just consuming, to do so much more than just the fundamentals of our faith. In the book of Matthew, chapter 28, Verses 18 through 20, it reads, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely, I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Friends, that's a mighty call, and I assure you, that it will cost you everything. So count the cost before you dive in. Consuming is okay for a while, but at some point you'll have to take action or your faith will be considered dead. Oh boy, I can hear that one person saying, but we are saved by faith alone in Jesus Christ, not by the works we do. I say to this person, yes, you are correct, but faith alone should be exactly what motivates you to do good works in the name of Jesus. It is important that we remember it's not the works that save us, it's the faith in Jesus that does. But even James says in verse 18, But someone will say, You have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. If we are not being serious about our faith, if we are not going to take the great commission Jesus gave the apostles seriously, then what good is our faith? If as Christians we are supposed to be the hands and feet of Jesus, and yet all we are doing is consuming, is what we have truly a faith that is alive? 
I don't think so. I believe that it is a faith that is dead. Those people whose faith is alive are those who are putting what they have consumed into action. Those people are the ones on the streets, laying their hands on people, partnering with the healing power of Jesus Christ. Those people are the ones volunteering to feed the hungry, clothe the homeless, seek out and find the lost, visiting those in hospitals and prisons, preaching and teaching the word of God, being a part of peaceful protests for justice in a broken world. The list goes on, friends. James continues in verse 19, saying, You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. That's a challenging statement. This piece of scripture is literally saying, Great. It's good you believe and accept Jesus as the one true God. The demons do too. They even shudder at the name. If just acknowledging the name of Jesus makes us equal to the demons who believe he is the only God, what makes us different? The answer, friends, is our actions and what we do. Demons are not going to share God's truth. Demons are not going to help the homeless or feed the hungry. Demons are not going to heal the sick or visit those in prison or be kind to a stranger. So are you going to act like the demons and acknowledge Christ is the one true God by doing nothing with that truth? Or are you going to put your faith into action, replicating the example of Jesus? We can put our faith, we can put our faith into action and use Jesus' example by serving the least of these and seeking out the hurt and broken people of this world. Some still may be listening to this podcast thinking, She's wrong. That's okay. Everyone is entitled to their opinion. And even Jesus himself had naysayers. That's why in verse 20, James says so strongly, You foolish person. Do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? If you're not familiar with the story of Abraham, it's in Genesis chapter 12 through chapter 25. Abraham and Isaac's story is specifically in chapter 22. I encourage you to study it, but for now, I'm just going to let James take over from here because his points are better than anything I could come up with. James continues emphasizing his point in verse 21 through 23 when he says, Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And he was called God's friend. You see, friends, it takes a whole lot of faith accompanied by action in order to bring your only son that you waited 100 years for up a mountain to slaughter him as a sacrifice to God. The reason scripture says that Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness, was because as Abraham was walking up that mountain, he had so much faith in his heart that instead of having to sacrifice Isaac, God provided the sacrifice for him. I don't know if I personally would be willing to sacrifice my own son. Would you? Luckily, God already provided the sacrifice for us as he did for Abraham. God sent his son, his one and only son, Jesus, 
to be the final sacrifice. And we are, through faith in him, supposed to take steps to further the gospel. Our actions will then be credited to us as righteousness through faith. And if we do as Abraham did, we too can be called God's friend. In the year 2020, we may not be walking our firstborn sons up a mountain to sacrifice them, but what we do with our faith still matters to God. Verse 24 says, You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. The theological definition of justified is defined as being declared or made righteous in the sight of God. I ask you today, what are you doing by faith to be declared or made righteous in the sight of God? It looks different for everyone because each of our walks with Jesus is personal. Some people will be called to street ministries. Others are called to feeding and clothing the homeless. Some are called to be sacrificial givers. Some are pastors, teachers, evangelists. The list goes on. I encourage you today, if you don't know what your step of faith is, bring it to the Lord in prayer. If you're still working out the fundamentals of faith, I urge you to just start praying. The Lord will reveal to you the direction in which he wants you to walk and the action he wants you to take. I warn you though, the direction you're supposed to go will most likely make you uncomfortable because it's in our discomfort that we grow in faith. If it was not enough to use Abraham's faith accompanied by his action as an example, James went a step further in verse 25 saying, In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? The story of Rahab is found in Joshua chapter 2, verses 1 through 24. I encourage you to study it. Joshua had sent two spies into the land of Jericho to see what type of enemy they would be up against in battle. The king of Jericho knew spies had entered the city gates. He also knew they went to Rahab's house, and he went to see them. But Rahab, knowing that God was with the spies, hid them and kept them safe. Her faith in God was accompanied by action. Rahab, because of her belief in the God that went before these spies, was moved into action to protect them from siege. By doing so, it was credited to her as righteousness. And when the town was taken over by Joshua's army, or God's army, her and her family were spared. When we ourselves accompany our faith with action, it will be credited to us as righteousness, just as it was for Rahab. When we serve in our local churches, when we give our first and our best in the form of a tithe, when we study our Bibles regularly and pray to God without ceasing, we work out the fundamentals of our faith. Once those are worked out, we begin to desire a greater purpose. We begin to want to talk to strangers on the streets or in the stores about Jesus. We want to feed and clothe those in need. We begin to have a desire for justice and equality. We look for opportunities to love on others and to seek out hurting and broken people who God wants to bring healing to. Our faith begins to act. I want to end this week's podcast with a strong statement. If our faith is not motivating us to act, what is?
it's time for us to evaluate our hearts. James concludes this section of scripture saying in verse 26, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. It's our faith in action that will be the change this world desperately needs. If our faith is not accompanied in action, it has been made evident through James's teaching that we do not have a faith that is alive. A.W. Towser, forgive me if I pronounced that wrong, says, A whole new generation of Christians has come up believing that it is possible to accept Christ without forsaking the world. Which goes with saying that there's a whole bunch of Christians out there that say they have faith in Christ, but that faith does not drive them to action. So I conclude with this question, and my hope is that it will stir us to action. How can we say we are Christians with a faith in Jesus Christ, yet not follow the example Jesus laid out for us in Scripture? Okay, guys, it's time to pray. Father God, I pray right now that we are not a generation that is willing to stay stagnant in our faith, that we want to rise up and bring your gospel to the streets, that we want to take the action steps that we were meant to take. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to have this podcast be one of my action steps. But Lord, there are so many other places in my life that I need to take action in. Lord, I pray that you are with every listener, that their ears are opened and ready to take their action steps and to hear what you have to say to them. Lord, I pray that we are a generation that's willing to forsake the world for your gospel. And Father, I just pray that you are with each individual over these next two weeks until we join again together. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Beautifully Victorious. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to follow or subscribe to the podcast so you can receive updates for new episodes. We'll see you next time. God bless.